0: Hello, podcast listeners and anime fans, this is Torn. And I'm Andrew. And today's episode of Anime Digression is all about, oh, here we go, Tsukigamichibiki Isekai Dochu, aka Tsukumichi Moonlight Fantasy. Oh man, one of these days I'll get good at the same never. We'll
1: we'll never get better at Japanese, just get Jake on to do all the titles.
0: Yeah, well, we'll just have him record them and then I'll just play the audio
1: yeah just voice voice uh match your lips with
0: it yeah it will make hot. it work oh uh, warning though spoiler alert this is a spoiler podcast so uh we will be talking about uh all the stuff in the series so uh oh. watch it ahead of time if you want to um as far as watching ahead of time we don't know what we're doing next uh watch out on twitter if you want to watch ahead i'll try to announce it on twitter the moment we know what we're going to do next with that andrew what's your rating
1: Oh, uh, I really like this, uh, though I, I knew about it beforehand, so I'm a little biased towards it. I'm, I'm going to give it a, like an 8,
0: 8.5. Hey, did you have a synopsis?
1: In general, it's a show about a guy who gets transported to another world with absurd levels of power that only grow stronger, and he hates it <laughs> and gets roped into everyone else's schemes.
0: That sounds that sounds about right. So eight out of ten. Yeah, you must you really liked it. Moonlight Fantasy follows the classic fantasy isekai formula and yet also manages to turn it on its head with unique takes on the tropes. I gave it a seven and a half out of ten. I couldn't quite give it an eight. It was I I kept fighting over whether it was a seven or a ten. Or sorry, seven or eight. <laughs> so, so or right. out of 10. Yeah. Ten is a little high there. I just couldn't quite given it an 8 and i think we'll talk talk about a few reasons why once we get into it with that uh let's talk, cover what happens for those who you know haven't watched it since it stopped airing a few weeks ago right. or just those who haven't watched it uh mizumi makoto randomly finds himself in front of the god suku yomi informs mizumi that he is being sent to another world due to a contract between mizumi's parents and the goddess of the other world Upon meeting the goddess, the goddess finds him hideous and refuses to use him as a hero, only giving him the ability to understand all languages other than human, and throws him into the edge of the world. Due to the differences between his new world and earth, Mizumi finds himself to have enhanced physical abilities, as well as the powers given to him by Tsukiyomi. Mizumi comes across Emma to Right. Mizumi comes across Emma, and to save her and her village, Mizumi faces off against Shin the Elder Dragon. After befri- befriending Shin and making her his servant, Shin creates a demiplane where they plan to make a flourishing city. Mizumi proceeds to then befriend the Elder Dwarves, Mist Lizards, Alkay, and Forest Ogres, welcoming all of them into the demiplane. He also manages to add the Black Spider and the Lich as servants as well all during the process of building up his own trading company and attempting to learn more about his parents.
1: And so. very few of that was on his own. Yeah. yeah. He just wanted to create the Illusionary City at one point. And Shen, a.k.a. Tomoe, just is like, hey, what if we did all this other stuff?
0: Oh, you want a city? Well, you need inhabitants. You need all this. I'm just going to go ahead and do this. I think this. I orcs. think that leads into... <laughs> what I think is one of the strong suits of this show and that is the character building like the characters themselves I feel like the show is almost carried by the characters it um, absolutely is <clears throat> and I think Tomoe is a big example of that because when we were rewatching, I even messaged you and I was like I forgot how much of this was Tamoe. like she yeah, immediately her, just like he immediately is like,
1: hey, we should do this. We should do, hey, I already, I already set this up. Hey, uh, while you were unconscious, I set up this contract between you and the Black Spider. Uh, so she's now your servant. I'm like, don't, don't, wait, I thought I had to consent to this.
0: Yeah, the fact that you don't even have to consent to it. Uh, I actually had a list of like, yeah. So I, I had to note that Tamoe is amazing because I, after I, we watched it the first time, and we decided we were going to cover it, and I went to rewatch it. I remember tomoe being almost the, uh, like not stupid, but the uh, bumbling idiot type. Like you almost you, feel you, like she, you were,
1: you wanted, you were, you saw more of her. Uh, I want to be a samurai, yeah. Thing and just kind of ignored the well, the on background top, parts of her, like setting stuff yeah. up in the background.
0: Well, and a lot of that also is early in the show. Like, where they, mm-hmm. they're setting up, like, how smart and actually, like, super, like she's super intelligent. Um, but I, my brain was trying to, was reminding, remembering her uh, more for, yeah, like, the obsession with uh, old Japanese samurais, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, so she's the one that initiated inviting the high orcs to the demiplane right away. It's like, he's like, hey, it would be nifty to set up, like, a world or city in your demiplane. She's like, okay. Right. I'm just going to, I'm going to invite the high orcs in. She's the one that does that, does that. She's the one that tells Baron that the black spider was cursed and lured the black spider to him to begin with. So it's like, right.
1: I mean, that's just to make sure that the dwarf doesn't have any um, negative opinions of Mio, the the giant black spider. Like, oh no, she was cursed. She didn't have any control
0: of her actions. But yeah, that's the thing is she, I actually, I'm trying to remember. I thought I made a note about why she led the black dragon. Hmm? Oh yeah. She wanted to see a grand uh, monster battle. Like in the, uh, some of the old Japanese films where they had um, like samurai (laughs) fighting monsters. She wanted to see that. So she lured the black spider to him, but yeah, then shows the intelligence of saying, Hey, she was cursed. So that way the dwarves didn't uh, think badly. But then also when inviting the dwarf, um, yeah, she just in
1: the dwarves immediately he's
0: like, hey, but not even that. Weapons she, and gear, yeah, but not even that. She then goes out of the way to be when he's like, Oh, yeah, we'll let you in. She's like, Oh, wait, no, you have to help create the city, you have to pay taxes eventually. Like, she doesn't say right away, but eventually, you have to pay tax. She's, right, right. she's immediately
1: setting up the, the yeah, she's you can't
0: just you can't just roll in here and goof around the whole time. You gotta work. Yeah, she's already thinking of the future of the city, of like, okay, we need to. Like you guys are good at making stuff we need you to make stuff like down the road we're going to have to be able to afford things so we need taxes you guys are going to have to pay she's already thinking about all that um uh, and then she's
1: she, also the secret mastermind of trying to get uh mio and makoto it's like oh man i guess i'm first servant i <laughs> will have to attend the mask and Mio's was like no
0: you yeah. can't possibly uh she also threatens the one in for better rates like she's she's thinking finances (laughs) 12 gold yeah uh man she can read minds manipulate spaces and specializes in illusions for powers like uh and then she invites the ogres to the demi plane like she every single race she was the one that initiated them coming Mm
1: -hmm. so
0: I, i that's the big one i think i forgot about was i almost remember it as you know it was his idea to like create the city and have these but no, the entire thing's Tomo. Literally, he's yeah. just like, "I would like to make a city in the demiplane." Everything past like, that.: I got you, fam. Yeah. So yeah, so T- Tomoe is just uh she's amazing. She's the se- secret boss behind the. she everything, and it just astonished me. And then you have Mio's character, who I, th- I feel like Mio's a bit more one-dimensional.
1: She's a bit weaker in the terms of characterization. Um, yeah. I assume she'll grow a bit. Because, uh, I mean...
0: The problem is I don't, know, I don't know, know where they could take her. Like, just her characterization in general is very one-dimensional. It's like mm-hmm. she she craves magic and... Uh, Makoto's attention. Well, but she, she wants his attention because of his magic like she she absorbs mana and he's just overflowing with mana right. so she's just obsessed with like consuming his mana so that's why i find it hard to figure out where they would take her but let's i mean let's get into uh makoto so yeah, the main
1: character of the show
0: yeah so getting into char- uh, characterizations let's get into makoto so one of the cool things about the setup of this anime is for an esekai. they do as i mentioned in my slogan uh turn the tropes a few of the tropes on their head one of which is the fact that he was not uh bus-shoned. like he was oh right
1: he, he wasn't killed it was just like sorry man i made a deal with your parents i gotta do this
0: yeah i don't think i put the note down but if i remember right he just shows up in front of the god like didn't fall asleep it just straight up appeared in front of him also, uh,
1: side note, uh, Sukiyomi, total bro, clearing Makoto's <laughs> history and all of his porn.
0: Yeah, that was. I think that was one of my like uh, hit picks of this. Was like straight up the characterization. The humor is excellent, and that that whole fr- first like half episode was just loaded with excellent humor. Yeah, mm-hmm. him being like. I know what you're about to say. I've taken care of all your porn and stuff. You're good to go. It's right. um, just excellent. The whole premise that he got put in front of him, and then um, he's like, "Hey, yo, it's time for you to go to the other world," and he's like, have "I have." This. Yeah, he's like, "I don't." What are you talking about? And then him being a bro again, like, "Oh, they said you knew." like you agreed to this, and then goes and explains the entire situation. Right, like, yeah. It's not just a, oh, hey, it's you- It's not a,
1: here's the plot dump. It's, here's the plot dump for a reason. The main character doesn't know the plot
0: yet. Well, not just that, but the fact that he, the world didn't just, they, they didn't just take him to another world. So this mm-hmm. is an excellent writing where within this moment, I don't feel like I'm being spoon fed information, but the writer managed to tell me, A, the premise of the show, this guy's going to another world um and he's gonna uh, be a representative in this other world b i can tell you everything you need to know about the character of the main guy he went out of his way to agree to go to another world that he didn't have to agree to they didn't force him into it
1: no, because right. his it, sisters
0: would have had to go without him
1: right yeah he, the the rule was the thing given to or his parents believed to be the most precious to them which was their first born son in this case
0: yeah or just one of their kids yeah one of their kids so so that's what he said it's like so if I don't go one of my sisters has to and so he he agreed to go he doesn't want to go to the other world he wasn't excited to go to the other world but it tells us that he's the type of person who was willing to do it to protect his sisters
1: Yeah. He seemed relatively happy in Japan. Which is not usually an isekai protagonist. It's usually like, oh, I hate the world, or I'm the loner.
0: Or you died, like. Or you died. You you didn't have a choice. Uh you're you're being reincarnated just because. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, it was a really nifty twist on the trope and very efficient way to give us all the information we needed without Feeling spoon-fed, so mm-hmm. we learned about the main character. We learned about the premise. We then learned about the goddess, who is kind of another twist on the trope of like the person who technically is in charge of him. Like we kind of got two gods, which normally we've you got don't...
1: and we've got the goddess of the other world.
0: Yeah, who but I the... don't think is named. No, just they refer to as goddess, but they also turned the trope on the head, where technically the goddess that's in charge of him is a horrible person and he hates yeah. her it's like normally yeah. the god is not necessarily all. so there's usually two tropes which is that the god is on their side and constantly helping them or the trope of like the god just set them up really well and mm-hmm. then placed them in the world this is actively harming them by dropping them out of like the, the stratosphere
1: and giving yeah. them basically no gifts
0: and then later just being like hey you're ugly i hate you i don't want you in my world so i threw you in the border but you die <laughs> well but i'm st- she kind of goes back on it and tries to use him by like plucking him out and putting him down in front of the adventurers. i think that was right. straight up her being like you're not one of my heroes but you can you use- stand here as a
1: body shield for like 30 seconds or something yeah
0: it's like i'm going to use you anyway it's like so yeah plucks him out sticks him in front of the adventurers and like two things are gonna happen you're either gonna help me and like kill them or you're gonna act as a meat shield right so it was kind of interesting to see that too she's yeah she's actively harming him now so
1: as far as makoto swearing vengeance on her.
0: yeah uh which is great as far as makoto goes do you think he is progressing, though, as far as character goes. I think he is
1: just not in a good way, because we see a couple of scenes of him, uh, breaking mentally. Uh, in terms of that, uh, the adventurer who came to the city and blew up uh, a bunch, a couple of people, and yeah, he just brings her into a shadow realm and stabs her in the throat. Not just that, he
0: slowly
1: stabs the walk, him.
0: The, I wrote that down. The walk is so menacing. Yeah, and just the fact it's slow. It's not like he, uh, as far as yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's not a
1: quick slash.
0: Yeah. A- yeah, just in, nice and slow. Yeah, he, uh, that was crazy. Which, it kind of reminded me back when we were, covering, um, we were covering Spirit Chronicles. And he had his snap. That same thing of like them using a mental instability to create almost like a hero's downfall. Not that our character is a hero in this circumstance.
1: Right. He feels more like a demon
0: king. Wouldn't that be cool if that's just kind of what ends up happening? Yeah, Um,
1: he's just the demon king. I've noticed that humanity as a whole tends to follow the general premise of... they were made in the image of the goddess, this narcissistic, very beautiful person. Yeah. That all the humans either are clumsy, foolish, narcissistic, but they're all really beautiful, which they cover in one of the very early episodes of like,
0: everyone is gorgeous. They kind of mentioned this like two, three times of like, yeah, they're all super attractive. The, I don't know if I'll they follow a lot of that but i feel like one of the main themes of the humans in this world too is ignorance just ignorance of everything outside their own culture
1: or ignorance outside of themselves yeah. um the the adventurers in the first town don't believe that um tomoe and mio could be of that high level they just write it off as a joke yeah i mean mostly because it, it's higher than the known adventurers so these random people out of the middle of nowhere well not just possibly be
0: not just higher than the known ad- so so to put this in perspective actually i hope i made note i might not have transferred these notes over oh i did okay um so not only that Tamoe comes in at 1320 1,320 1, for her level Neo mm-hmm. comes in at fifteen hundred the highest person in that first town is 444. Yeah. They're two to three times, actually three times stronger, stronger on, a, on than, a
1: linear scale.
0: On a linear scale than the highest adventure in that town. The highest adventure period is 920. So they're yeah. almost 50%. Like Mio is like 50% stronger than the highest known adventure so
1: yeah which and two random people showing up on a border town claiming that they've got this level of strength it it sounds like nonsense to everyone who can do math
0: yeah it's ridiculous and on top of that you mentioned it's linear scale this is probably very much not linear um because you would assume if it's like uh most video games and stuff You're more of an exponential scale because you get access to abilities or certain spells that just scale ridiculously. And you can just take one look at like some of the stuff Makoto does against the two adventurers at the end. And that's not linear. Like, in essence, firing off a nuclear bomb. You're like, the moment you can survive that. Yeah. The moment you can trigger that, if you could fire off a nuclear bomb, I don't think it's linear. Like, <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's kind those, of ridiculous.
1: Those two adventures, their strongest stuff was just swinging at him and casting magic, which, in a comparative scale, I think that was about the equivalence of what um Makoto was doing in the first episode of like just casting breed or the fire spell,
0: yeah, with that being said uh i, I we are kind of digressing, but just since you brought this up, <laughs> I do want to mention it is. Does something feel wrong about um, Bitsurugi? So, Lancer. Yeah.
1: Yes. I, I mean, he's, he was obviously like, connected to that sword she was using that Makoto broke. He's, in essence,
0: Tomoe, as far as Related. I can tell. Well, no. Like, a, con- a converted. A, converted, um, a, con- a contracted. Or, yeah, he's a contracted or- Elder Dragon. So, Sophia apparently contracted with him. Oh, right, because Tomoe said Lancer is the dragon. That Sophia beat. That's why she's called Dragon Slayer, is she beat Lancer. So Mitsurugi... She actually just made a contract with him. Yeah. So... Why is he so weak? I don't know. He feels weak. Sophia's level 940. You look at Tomoe, Tomoe's 1320, becomes
1: 1340. But also... uh... Doesn't Tomoe say uh, Lancer lost? Yeah, I mean he was a weakling, but still.
0: It's like so. I guess maybe he's one of the weaker elder dragons. He just he felt to me he felt kind of weak. So it it I didn't quite pick up on it the first watch through. The second watch through is when I was like, oh, that's the elder dragon Lancer that apparently Sophia beat is Mitsurugi. But he felt right. weak up against Bakuto when they were fighting. Like it almost seemed like Sophia I- was equal to him.
1: Well, Sophia got the jump on him, but after the first damage she didn't she didn't really do anything to him other than like surprise him with things. Not actually fast, cause yeah. him more damage.
0: But even um, but even Mitsurugi didn't seem like he was doing much. Like he did the huge ice AoE spell. Mm-hmm. Like towards the beginning, which was cool. Um Yes. Yeah, the visual it.
1: the visual combat in this is pretty good.
0: Okay. Let's get into combat then because we'll, we'll,
1: talk- <laughs> no, yeah,
0: no, we'll keep talking about this with combat because it goes hand in hand this is one of the few isakai's i've seen where i felt like the tactics were top-notch like not at first but they eventually showed it and this is a good talk of that where in that fight when he creates all the icicles in the air and Sophia just takes him up in the air and drops him
1: mm-hmm.
0: how cool of a tactic is that i'm going to put yeah. you through a spike minefield in the air Right, and also,
1: even if you make it all the way down, you've just landed from the stratosphere again.
0: Yeah, so how good of a tactic is that? Doesn't It's using brains where that probably is pretty easy for him to pull off. He created all these huge spikes on the ground and a giant AoE. So creating a bunch of just smaller icicles in the air. Right, things he can bounce, bounce off of, I think she was doing. She was just, yeah, jumping between them. Because for her, I'm assuming one of her main features is mobility like she mm-hmm. she seemed like a a speed warrior almost she's a, just strong enough that it doesn't matter but yeah she's she's going around instead of with daggers super fast it's a giant greatsword in essence um
1: but that the 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 greatsword is also contracted with flancer so it's probably pretty light it's probably a pretty good weapon in general
0: but no uh, the tactics were just astounding and i actually had a omg moment when i was rewatching it again where tomoe tells them like uh i forget what's his name was it was toa's party when she was training him mm-hmm. and i forget which one of them it was uh hazel like she's talking about magic like hazel you need to like you know do the best additional... defense is an offense it's like you, use magic you can't just support yeah you use... do other things and everybody's like you can do other things other than heal us <laughs> yeah well not just that but hazel's like oh i can't it's gonna take up too much mana like i need to use my mana support And to is like hey you don't have to use a lot of mana and she just Things puts water
1: breathe
0: yeah she yeah, puts water over the jacket. guy's face thank you thank you writer for showing that like something as simple as removing the oxygen from someone's nose and mouth kills them like right
1: you're immediately out of the fight if you can't breathe and you weren't aware of this like if you weren't prepped to for, for zero oxygen fighting for the next till you kill that guy yeah, you're out of
0: luck yeah it's man you don't need a level eight instant kill spell all you need is a level what, what is it three control water like yeah. put a little water in, on someone's nose and mouth they suffocate and die mm-hmm. Thank you, a uh, freaking isekai showing proper tactics of, like, magic, magic usage. You don't need a giant arrow of fire. You just need a little bit of water. I think that
1: goes along with the obliviousness of the, the humans is they just assume a caster has to do all the healing or do big attack spells and kill things instantly. They just—it's in their heads. This is how things are done. The strong guy wins. Yeah, and,
0: smart. and it goes into the magic system of this world, too, where um, it does follow a bit of the trope where the magic system is. This This world does follow the same rule of magic is up to the imagination. Your imagination is what creates a spell, but a world has tried to make that easier and fallen into the, the habit of generations in they only know like a certain incantation to do a certain effect. Mm-hmm. So they've fallen into that same issue of like, Oh, I know that. What is it? Bree is like this little fire orb that I can like throw. It's, right. like, technically you can have it do anything like that word just means fire. So you're mm-hmm. just imagining you just... through that word, that effect. Right. Um, and it isn't, they do fall into that trope, but they do take it decently further, I guess. Like immediately when he uses it against Shin. I do appreciate the fact that he doesn't do something ridiculous. He just does that a bunch of times. And since his mana is so high, it's super powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: yeah, that was that was really early in. I'm wondering if the author
0: hadn't figured out the the combat system. But that that is an interesting thing with the magic system. One, the whole concept of contracts is nifty. Uh, I do like this idea of not only is it a contract, like you usually get spirit contracts in other isekai too, where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. you, you make a contract with,
1: with- a, a fae or a, like a small orb of light.
0: Yeah, but then he goes into it further and says, okay, no, a contract is uh, not like we are partners. It is, we are going to compare magic. And if one is bigger than the other, it becomes master servant and then you each gain benefit based off that scaler so the larger percentage gains more benefit Mm -hmm. Uh, i think it might go the other way actually where the The, servant gets a bigger scale the servant
1: gets a bigger bonus from contracting to a strong
0: master i'm curious to see how they progress farther with this idea that contracts not only uh, give some give each other like a bit of a power boost for being in contracts with each other but this concept that apparently, uh, it, they made it sound like you have the ability to use powers of your servant. Is an unconscious
1: use of the, the abilities, or you can learn to use them uh, manually, I
0: believe it was. Yeah, that's, that's the weird part. Is they, and the, the part that confused me was, obviously, because he does it, there's that if you have a strong urge to have a certain effect, like a certain thing happen, and one of the powers relates to it, You can just use it like out Mm -hmm. of nowhere which is what he does he had that strong urge to uh, reach out to that adventure spirit and yes so he he managed to use tomoe's power um, of the illusion and all that uh or sorry dimensional control yes but then they they mentioned it seemed like they mentioned that you could just straight up use the power if you train or learn but i couldn't feel like it was a confirmed entirely thing because I feel like at one point they almost talked back about that where it wasn't something that you could just train to use I don't know I I I don't yeah I'm not sure they
1: covered it significantly which may indicate the author was saying like I'm not sure if I want to give them all these powers
0: yeah yeah it it partly could be and it could be something that they're probably going to explore later I kind of hope they do because that does make you wonder what would you get from Mio the hyper regeneration i assume yeah, probably that would be the most obvious so his <laughs> his mission is to in essence follow the path of his parents learn about his parents right do you think that's actually being played out at all
1: no well we learned about grants near the end of the season which tells me that the author was like well okay it could just be that the timelines lined up of like end of the season we'd learn about grants which are in the this this thing or the author forgot over the course of several i'm gonna say books yeah. of like oh wait i'm supposed to be leading them him towards this goal which
0: i mean maybe I, this might I suffer like the same
1: only got the first step on this journey
0: This feels very much like the issue we had with Spirit Chronicles, where it's this aspect of it is just set up. like This whole first episode is almost like a prologue to the real story. Because we already have the promise that next season is just a magic school show. Are we
1: sure about that? He's going to the (laughs) Academy. Yeah, but he also said he was going to set up a shop, and that lasted like uh, three episodes in itself.
0: Uh, So it could just
1: be a magic Academy for three episodes, because he's just like... Uh, all right, let me show off my magic power with this orb that measures your magic power. Oh, it broke. Yeah. Bring me a larger one. Oh, it broke.
0: Yeah. And it, it could be like arc one is him in school. And then the rest of the season is
1: him running for else. the
0: goddess or something.
1: Because There's still the, the, the Demon King's army is still invading. I mean, he, he, he routed them somewhat, but you just go around the large hole and
0: like rally your troops again that's true. I think they well they did say that both sides took substantial uh casualties. So Yeah, cuz he froze the whole section of the world. Yeah. Um but I, they also
1: mentioned that there were other uh heroes that were summoned.
0: Yeah, there's 3 I think. No, two other than him. There's three total. Yeah, two yeah, three total, two so other than him. The two real heroes and then him since he's technically not a hero. Uh he wasn't granted the goddess's uh, Blessing, he wasn't in yeah, he wasn't pretty enough. Uh, let's cover his powers real quick because you mentioned at your beginning that um, his he has all these powers and he's super strong, which is a typical trope that they do follow. But he's hesitant about his powers, like he doesn't. He's not. He doesn't seem like most people where he's he's obsessed with gaining power, where he's um, chasing like being overpowered. Like he almost wants the opposite or he'd rather just not have the power.
1: Right. He, he wanted to, his first thought was I'm going to become a merchant in this new world because it would be, be an excuse to travel
0: Yeah, and learn about his parents and stuff. So,
1: and also he's got a negative opinion of adventures, considering that first town was just full of jerks.
0: Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about his powers because they're somewhat interesting. Because they do follow the trope of he's overpowered, but I actually feel like some of it is neatly against the trope of it. So first off, his OP thing from Tsukiyomi is Kai, which is pretty OP. But at the same time, I do feel like the writer, we could tell that he didn't quite understand it to begin with. He's kind of just, it's kind of his excuse to add random powers. It is a bit. So first off, with Kai, he can create an area around him. They specify semi-circular, which I almost feel like it's just, it's probably circular, but like, why would it go underground or why would he pay attention to what's underground? So later, I wouldn't be too shocked if like that comes into play. Do, he,
1: I mean, if he's fighting mid-air, because his Kai just lets him fly at this point, he can, it would actually just
0: be a circle around him. Yeah. So he can manipulate the space inside mid-air. it. Literally, yeah. they just say manipulate. So, in essence, anything. He's basically
1: got a demiplane if it's around him.
0: Yeah, so they they show off him using it to search. He says he can strengthen things inside it. He can heal, except not himself, inside it. And then he can manipulate it. They don't say this, but he can manipulate it in layers. It's like he stacked multiple Kai's on top of each other, which is just kind of weird. How does that yeah, make sense? I don't know. It's like I can manipulate the space around me. Somehow I can manipulate the space around me two or and three once, times.
1: Yeah, the same. The At same the same space. time,
0: same space. Same. This. This. if
1: yeah. you have to. It maybe it has to be focused in some way. I think it's just an excuse to to give the main character powers based on his creativity.
0: I guess. Yeah. It 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 almost is written as a 'I want something to happen, So this is my excuse just to say it happens. Like I want mm-hmm. a certain outcome as a writer. I can just say it's this and get it,
1: which and and you don't have to write spells that other people can use. You could just give the main character this special power, basically, yeah, and because other other shows have shown like, oh, here's this wide area search spell or um standard healing spells yeah. which for air manipulation barriers that all the all those types of things other people can do
0: i think i'd be more accepting of kai if the writer went into a little more detail about how these things happen because it's it's a nifty concept that he can manipulate the space around him so if they gave me a little more detail i think i'd almost appreciate it more where it's like okay he wants to heal, for example. Uh, you look at something like, I think it's a, what's it called? Uh, 100 Million Lives or whatever that aired last season. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nifty that the main, one of the main characters in that show got the ability to heal, but he didn't heal. In essence, all he did was accelerate natural healing. So it okay. made me appreciate that more because A, it gave it limitations. Like, all he's doing is accelerating your natural ability to heal. So if something's such a grave wound, or if something's, you know, stuck in you, it's not going to do anything. You can't naturally heal through that. So I think if they gave me a little more detail about Kai, about how his healing works, um, it would make it more interesting. And then that would give you, uh, I think, a bit more of a nod to, okay, the writer thought this through. Like, Mm -hmm. it give it more interest like I
1: said I, I'm pretty sure it's just an excuse to do spells without writing spells
0: Yeah. so I, I feel like if you put a little more detail into explaining these effects that he's doing it would just make it more interesting because it would go past the whole you just mm-hmm. wanted to write an excuse in for him to be able to put, get this effect or whatever uh, right yeah we, especially with it, how much it's
1: possible it will be explained later maybe yeah. he'll teach people somebody to uh use the bow and like diffuse their consciousness and then come back and then they'll learn how to use Kai.
0: Okay. Speaking of, uh, one of his powers, I don't understand that one at all. And we, we have to talk about this because to me, this almost was even more of a hand wavy thing where it was like, okay, so in this world, which I think makes sense, uh, when you die, your consciousness diffuses and becomes part of the world makes sense. And you can think of death that way, where your consciousness, yeah. your soul dissipates out into the world, uh, your energy re- re- rejoins nature, yeah, so, rejoins the force. So with him, with his archery, his idea of thoughtlessness, and trying to focus on the target, which is a thought you use in archery, I feel a lot of times for people who do high level archery that thought process of dissipating into the world mentally and focusing on the target actually dissipates his soul in this other world. At least that is how
1: Mio and Tomei see it in terms of being able to read his mana. His mana disappears of sorts. So they think he's dead. I think there's a disconnect on how the, the other world sees what is happening and what is actually happening.
0: Well, part of me wonders what they see him dissipate, because if it's mana, if like he literally just extends his mana out into the world, then it makes sense why he doesn't actually die. Like if it's not a soul or his consciousness that he's dissipating, but if he's actually managing to control his mana and dissipate it out, then that would make sense a bit more that in essence, he's dissipating his mana out. And when he reconglomerates it pulls it back together. In essence, like almost like scooped up more in the process.
1: Right? Yeah. In between the space of the target and him, every bit of mana in between those, he just
0: collects. And then it would make sense why he's getting stronger every time he does this, because he's right. he's in essence casting his mana out as a net and drawing it back in and getting more in the process. So that would make sense to me if they talk about it later, and that's kind of what happens is that they perceive mana, and this could be a translation issue. Let me know, people who understand Japanese and watched it in Japanese, um, if this is a translation issue that. In essence, they're seeing his mana go out, not his consciousness or being, and they perceive that as death. Like, since everything probably has mana to an extent in this world, that's how they perceive death is that your mana, in essence, it's no longer being held by your consciousness. So it just dissipates out into the world. Uh, I think that to me would make more sense. And I wouldn't feel as confused about this because I had to... Know, rewatch this two three times that part to fully understand what they were trying to say uh, i think
1: it was intentionally unclear because it's a difficult topic to explain it might be explained later in more detail or it might just be the reasoning they give for why he's now seven demon kings walking towards you
0: seven
1: i don't they, i don't know if they actually said if his level of demon king nope. increased but
0: um no, at the end of that they said, you are now as strong as the goddess.
1: Right, right, right.
0: He is as strong as the goddess now. So Yeah Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> <laughs> gonna take over this world. That's why he keeps trying to freaking uh hide from her, especially now, is he's like, Oh, oh if she sees me now, like there's you a problem.
1: Apparently she didn't check check uh he she teleported him away.
0: But he's wearing a ring. His ring in oh, his yeah, cloak right. is suppressing his power. So she she found him, but he's he, weaker he suppressed. Yeah, he looks weaker than he is. Speaking of which, I did wanna quickly bring up the uh, since we mentioned Dropnir. Oh man, talking about humor. I love his relationship with uh, with the, the,
1: the dwarf. <laughs> it's like I will definitely bring you a ring that will kill you. Yeah. Uh definitely make clothes that will kill you for sure this time.
0: Yeah, Ragui's just like, I got you. I, it goes from like, Yay, we're gonna make you this magic item, which is drop near to start with. Uh and almost immediately turns in, into, wait, this thing I made that I thought would potentially kill you but like don't don't ever put it on it will kill you and it breaks instantly It's like "Mm." uh I just love that relationship that's such a good uh humor that is added in and man it it gets ridiculous because by the end he's wearing what 10 rings 10 drop near rings and the
1: the whole set of clothes which also do the same
0: yeah with the clothes and the chains connecting them which I'm assuming means that all of them act as one giant mana Mm -hmm. storage And speaking of the writers, paying attention to detail in his own world and story, the fact that he recognizes that Dropnir, in essence, absorbs magic, and he even says when it turns red, uh, it's full. So like you need to take it off quickly or else it'll try to keep absorbing and uh, become a problem. Then turns around and uses that as a Chekhov's gun I did not see coming the first time. I actually missed it the first time when the explosion happened. Yeah. I. I, That that
1: they were all like breaking to power this massive spell that he uses to nuke them, nuke the adventures.
0: Not that with the. Yeah. Not that adventures. The adventures in the illusionary city. I did not pick up first time that the thing that blew up, that blew up Oh, was one of
1: his old rings.
0: An old ring. Oh, I didn't notice that either. Yeah, it was one of the old full dropneers that was so full of of full at capacity that it was crack it cracked and exploded.
1: So, and then yeah, okay, and then they used the same thing technique to blow blow that uh, spell.
0: So him explaining like you have to take it off because if it gets too full, it'll explode or something Mm -hmm. will happen, something devastating. Was a Chekhov's gun to it blowing up in the city? which was a Chekhov's gun to him using them as a nuclear weapon against the adventurers later.
1: Right. And then another (laughs) one, uh, because Tony says I used a leftover broken ring and my mana to make the new fragment of
0: myself. Great writing. (laughs) That was actually clever of the writer that I didn't pick up on the first time. Like that. So well done. Not just, I I need an excuse for his mana to get weaker. So I'll create this magic item that absorbs mana. He then uses it multiple times in a building cascading system. Um, I
1: can't wait for the, this is what I expect to happen is I expect the fragment to get blown up again with Makoto's mana. But because he was, she was made with the mana of him. She's just going to absorb some of it. And just become, like, an adult?
0: Uh, I could see that happening. Part of me also wonders if they'll use her as a uh, barter. Like, she'll sacrifice herself to defend him or something like that. Mm, that would be bad. Yeah. That's that's world-ending Demon King level. Yeah. <laughs> So that part of me wonders if that might become something, too, where maybe something threatens the Illusionary City or whatever. She sacks herself as his mana, um, as like a martyr, and then that could trigger another uh, super depression phase.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So not only would he potentially not, once again, defend the Illusionary City, but the loss of another Fragment uh, would mm-hmm. make him snap again. So that would be another option to go with. So one of the other things I want to talk about because it's, I think, a bit of a Chekhov's gun, or they overlooked, is Rembrandt. I don't quite understand Rembrandt, because he helps Rembrandt, you know, save his his daughter and wife, daughters and wife. And then Rembrandt immediately after that, they they show him, you know, the back door. Oh, so we might.
1: They're still following him because he... He's obviously strong and he's setting up a competing merchant
0: thing. It's, I don't know, because they sit there and he's like, in essence, he says, we're going to have to watch him. Like, if, if he, in essence, if he steps against us, like, well, one, we need to be ready, because if he mm-hmm. steps against us, we need to rebuttal, in essence, against the main character. But then every action they show so far is just him helping Makoto. Maybe the writer did feel that Rembrandt was going to be more of a bad guy against him. But as he was writing it, he almost just wanted to not touch that.
1: Yeah, it it, it could be that he fell off the idea of wanting to do a villain villainous or, or merchant uh, arc, basically. Like they did the merchant arc of like setting it up and then he was like, I'm kind of done with this. Let me move on to something else.
0: Yeah, and it could be maybe he just he planted the seed in case later. Mm-hmm. In case later, because
1: it could just be Rembrandt's trying to help him up, and then he's going to take over the whatever Makoto sets up, and that was the plan.
0: Yeah, so it, it, it does that first comment almost feels out of place, which it would make sense if the writer dropped that idea of like okay down the road rembrandt will oppose him but yeah either a didn't want to write that like got a few more in and was like ah, i don't really want to touch that or, or maybe, he wants to
1: leave it for later
0: yeah or he's like i'm going to set this here and i don't quite know what i'm going to do with it but like this could be something to play with later
1: it's it's on the board uh, i might not come i might come back to it
0: yeah it feels like a Chekhov's gun that he doesn't know if he wants to fire (laughs) which we'll see if he does it just it kind of irked me because it seemed almost promising and then he every action after that feels opposed to it Mm -hmm. um but they kind of kept the character in there with hey we're gonna kick this person out of the shop to give you that space Uh, he's still a dick yeah yeah just getting into some some fun things quick things uh first off, I'm a kind gentle guy. Um looks at the dead two headed dog. Definitely not gentle. <laughs> such a good just such a good remark yeah, right yeah. away.
1: It's the, like, the immediate humor you can kind of tell. It's like look over his shoulder and yeah, was just like And immediately booked <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> I don't think you're quite uh quite as gentle as you say you are. Just yeah, that humor, that line was just first episode I think it was first, episode. Yeah, um, was first episode also the the jab at other isekai that he, or and slash like superhero oh, the,
1: the the first girl he rescues is not a, a pretty pretty girl it's a
0: orc yeah orc, orc looks pig like a pig-faced woman uh and then on top of that he does it again later when he's fighting to Moe. desperate punch into backhand Now for the finisher frog jump uppercut like (laughs) all of his attack names (laughs) suck (laughs) yep it's like not only every attack has to like have a word to go with it like a name but they're all like crappy horrible names then they just never touch it again just a great jab at other uh shows for like having to announce your attack when you do it it was just so good um the kai suppression like when he learns to suppress his Kai or tries to suppress his kai oh this is actually i'm going to come back to this one i'm going to skip that one for a second tries
1: to suppress his
0: mana and it's one less demon king but i'm going to actually come back to that one in a second because that's going to lead into a nitpick i have um the adventure cards cool way to get that whole game ui like right the
1: communication yeah just hand wavy it over
0: right yeah. Oh, you get this adventure car. It's like your communication. It's your like a uh, map. Wikipedia, it's,
1: it's your map. It's, it's everything you could possibly need.
0: Yeah. Just, it's nice that it's not a, one, they don't give it to you right away. It's like, well, let's learn about the world. Let's get them in the world doing stuff. And then we'll address the whole, how do you talk mm-hmm. to people? How do you do all that? By right. well, hey. also Tomah
1: can just use telepathy because she's his main companion in the early along with Mio,
0: and they both can that's yeah i why does it seem like everyone can use telepath? who knows is it part of the contract maybe
1: probably maybe we'll just just say it like that
0: uh oh yeah we already talked about rigui love just that character in general love the fact he's trying to kill him um and then yeah my other uh like hit pick was you know proper combat technique was there something uh you have any hit picks things that you really liked
1: um i like that eventually emma becomes just the secret boss of the the demi plane it's like i'm ruling this just out of nowhere and
0: she's so uh, i love the fact that they show that she is this goes into the whole trope thing we just talked about a second ago she's quote-unquote not attractive um she's like super cute pig in essence like this piggy but she is that i could imagine her character being the tall thin long black hair like anime trope character where they're super proficient backstabby almost with like how passive aggressive they can be and like how conniving they can be she always has that character where she tells who she she tells she tells someone to tell Tomoe that Mio is like you know eating destroyed. things.
1: Yeah, eating the 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 eat- memories. And uh, so she Tomoe runs off to go protect them and gets roped into translating them immediately yeah, just, because you snuck back secretly.
0: Yeah, it's like <laughs> to <eat> how, crab. <laughs> how do I get her to show up so I can make her do work? Oh, it's just Puts that, ni- that knife in there of like, oh, Mio's eating the me- doesn't even say it, but implies that Mio's eating the memories, to get her to show up, and it's like, oh, well, while you're here, why don't you do your job?
1: <laughs> and I won't tell <laughs> the master for, that you are just screwing around.
0: I have a few nit, nitpicks, if we're ready to get into nitpicks. Yeah, let's go into that. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't
1: really have much, because I, I really enjoyed this.
0: <laughs> so a few nitpicks i have one let's, let's go back to the hit pick that kind of was a nitpick so the whole kai suppression loved the humor about oh you could try to suppress your mana and then like it goes from five demon kings down to yeah, four four but, well he tries to suppress his power one demon king goes away later though he realizes decides i can suppress my mana using kai rather than just like imagining it why didn't he do this at the beginning
1: he he, he's definitely learning to control his powers more as the series the episodes go on so I would say he just didn't have that ability or didn't think about
0: it why did not he just keep doing it it's like it gets to the point where I forget why he had to suppress it with Kai he didn't have his equipment for some reason I don't remember why um but at one point he doesn't have his equipment well they
1: cut off some of his fingers
0: yeah, I mean, and I don't th- I think this was before the fight, because yeah, he blew, I mean, he took a bunch of rings off, blew him up as well. Um, I'm trying to remember when it was, but at one point, he didn't have his equipment for some reason. So he had to use Kai to suppress his power until they could get him, like, more drop nears and stuff. It's like, if you get to that point where you realize that you can use Kai to suppress your power, why not just always do that? Why even bother getting equipment again?
1: It probably takes mental focus. I don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah, it's like it doesn't use mana. Kai doesn't use mana. So I, I just didn't get it. It was a, it made no sense to me. It's like, if you can use Kai to conceal your power, why at this point even bother with the equipment? So I don't know. I didn't, I didn't quite get that. That was a bit of a nitpick. It's not a huge deal because yeah, you could try to say, well, maybe, maybe it's just he doesn't want to always focus on it. Maybe he needs it kind of when he's sleeping or something or like when he can't focus, he still needs his mana to be, um, concealed yeah it just seemed like a bit of a nitpick where all of a sudden out of nowhere he knows that he can conceal his power using kai and then just doesn't always do it that way one was the rembrandt thing like makoto i would imagine would he knows that something's up with rembrandt like the adventures well, Tomo
1: tomo knows something's up with the rembrandt makoto seems willful, willfully ignorant and just goes along with what people say to his face
0: he seemed almost too ignorant of Rembrandt. And if, if they mentioned just had Makoto kind of nod that he knows something's up with Rembrandt, but is just like, okay, I'm going to you know go be super nice go to along him. along with it. Yeah. yeah. Until I, I, I'm strong enough, I'm not worried that he's going to be able to do anything to me. So I'm going to nod that I know something's there, but just use him or try to make mm-hmm. a positive relationship. It'd be fine. At the moment, he just seems almost overly ignorant. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, kind of willfully ignorant. And it's just like disregarding the adventurer's reasons for it because the adventurer's cast the curse in the first place.
0: So it's just a bit of a nitpick. It was just, eh. At that same point, though, why didn't the butler catch the vials? Like later, when Hazel shows up, oh the butler just like throws the rag out and catches him why didn't he do that when the first two were dropping
1: i yeah i couldn't tell you i i it could just be that the butler (laughs) didn't expect the alchemist to be a clumsy idiot uh the first time and then started carrying that around
0: afterwards maybe it's just yeah makoto goes and like yeets his head into a wall to like catch the two vials on his back and the butler does nothing. And then, yeah, later the butler's just like, throw a rag out, catch the vial, and, like, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, why wouldn't the butler just do that the first time? Like, you know, attempt to at least catch one of them. Um, and it would be one thing if they showed him, say, trying. Like, that would be nifty if, say, they show him, like, reaching out or something, but Makoto's just way faster. Um, and he kind of sees him and just stops or whatever. But, yeah, it's just just a bit of yeah, a nitpick. I I
1: can't really explain
0: that uh, the last comment I have is uh yeah, this is the last nitpick I have why does Tomoe not know about um Hasegawa
1: oh from his from his memories yeah he should she should know that I suppose you could brush it off and say she, she just only cares about the samurai dramas and not his regular memories, but uh, the only I thing I, can I couldn't with, tell you
0: that It's like she's been delving through his memories all the time. The only thing I can come up with is that when she delves through the memories, it's like a book, and she just hasn't seen the part chapter or hasn't seen any. Yeah, of how the part. long? Yeah, what
1: part of his life was he spending watching all these samurai dramas? Well, was and this I'll, pre-meeting the.
0: Hasagawa, uh, Most likely, but it comes up to how did she get to those memories? Like, is she seeing a giant, say, array of monitors that, like, play out different parts of his life and she's just not seeing the monitor about Hasagawa? Like, just, it didn't catch her eye or something? Is it, like, a book where she's, like, flipping through it really quickly and maybe it doesn't catch her? It just seems really odd that, one, she doesn't recognize that, uh, what's her name looks like, Hasegawa, um, Toa. So it's weird that she just doesn't recognize, in essence, that they look similar, especially after he shows interest in her. And she they mm-hmm. even mentioned, like, it's almost like he knows her, or I think she even straight right, up says...
1: You'd you'd go back and review yeah. uh, things about his history because you're a stalker.
0: Yeah, she even, I think she even says at one point, like, she must be similar to someone he knew from another. Why would you not, going through his memories, look it's this up? It's possible
1: it's harder to get memories of like a first person thing rather than like while you're watching tv and you just kind of zone out it's easier to pull the zone out memories i i don't know i don't know how the mechanics of stealing somebody's memories works
0: yeah it's it just it kind of irks me it's like you would think with how much memory she's gone through you would think with knowing that she's similar to someone from the real world and so much so that he became obsessive and depressed like, when they're trying to save uh, her. And immediately send, send
1: uh, them both to
0: get her out and destroy the city, basically. It's yeah. all his fault. <laughs> you would think that she would try to figure it out. Either know, like, pick up on, maybe not right away, but know, oh, that person from his memory that looks similar, it's her. Or at least try to figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. It just, it's a bit of a nitpick. It's like, mm, come on she should know or she should figure it out uh and maybe down the road she will but it just that was a bit of a nitpick i think a lot of that stuff is why i didn't couldn't quite give it an eight was Mm -hmm. it one this this didn't delve deep enough or emotionally enough for me to want to give it an eight it was too almost too lighthearted.
1: i i think they didn't they probably didn't want to go too like we had some real dark moments in this and I, I can't imagine the author wanted to do all, like, deep delve and dark moments from the past in the first, probably, book. I'm not entirely sure how much this covers.
0: I would imagine going forward, they might get more into an emotional investment into the characters and a, uh, like, hero's downfall and rise to get more emotion out of us. At, at the moment, the only downs we had to try to get emotion out of us was the fragment dying and that explosion and then him going crazy after that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, to me, it didn't, I didn't feel enough out of that to warrant getting up into like an eight, nine territory. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that is, this is just more setup, and we might potentially see that with a continuation, um, getting more investment into characters because the Fragment, I had no real investment into for those characters. They were just characters in the world. They didn't give us much of a reason to care about them. The only thing for the Fragment was, it was she was cute. Whatever. Um, so sure. we didn't get that much into it. Uh, and then
1: immediate- also Tomoe took some serious damage from like a tenth of her brain exploding.
0: Yeah, and then for him going crazy... It hasn't given us enough emotional. It hasn't given me enough emotional attachment on the main character to make that go anywhere. Especially when uh, they almost immediately switch his brain. Like it's not like he went crazy and they had to like save him, or there was an emotional investment into recovering that downfall. It was oh yeah, my mom said that uh, things dying is sad, so now I regret the fact I killed someone. I-
1: I looked. I, I thought about that a little bit deeper than that because it, it seemed like he didn't know that it's sad when things are de- when things die, and that's the only reason he started crying.
0: The the way I took it was, um, we know he's a nice guy. Like he went to the world so his sisters didn't have to. Like he he's he's not a bad person. Like he's a nice mm-hmm. person. The way I took it was he was so distraught because he blamed himself for this happening. It's like, I should have seen this. I should have planned for this. You know, it was bad. So he snaps mentally. It's like, I liked these people and you killed them. It's my fault and your fault type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he goes, kills her. And then he remembered what his mom said that like, it's sad. Like thing- when things die, it's sad. And it kind of snapped him back to going, I just killed someone like this but is a bad he thing said the,
1: sent- the sentence before it's sad when things are dead was am i sad because i killed her no it, it and then it does the flashback
0: and maybe this is part of what we'll have to learn later is yeah did he and renege on that thought or did he yeah is it something kind of
1: blow it to- over and maybe we'll find out because uh the second season was announced i did check that
0: yay because i do i do want more of this um it's yes. it's such a good setup that i feel like it will
1: yeah and the humor is great
0: so the humor is wonderful uh i i just want more emotion out of it and they're setting it up to where that's possible so they continue to develop our char- the characters and uh you know get a good hero's downfall in there yeah um, yeah get,
1: bring us the demon king who's going to overthrow the goddess.:
0: Then it would, be, it would be wonderful. Well, thank you everyone uh, for listening. Um, let us know in the comments, email us at uh, digression at gmail.com, or uh, tweet at us at anime Digression. Uh, let us know what was your thoughts of the show? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Do you disagree with us? Do you agree with us? Um, we would love to hear it also let us know what shows you want us to cover if there's a certain show as i mentioned watched out on the twitter for what we will be covering next because we do not quite have that finalized yet so with that thank you all please have a good time and hopefully we see you at another one Bye. bye